0: Hello. Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The name of this week's story is Mama Peters's persnickety Easter preparations. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winners were siblings Claire and Michael of Grapevine, Texas, with their answer of Safe in the Arms of Jesus, from the biography of Fanny J. Crosby. Great job, you guys! We were a little late in getting out your prize, but the Lord willing, you should receive it by Monday. Also, this will be our last whimsy wins until April 24th, since we'll be taking Easter week off. Let's get to this week's story. Mama Peters' persnickety Easter preparations. All week long, the Peters had been preparing for Easter. Grandma and Grandpa and Grandma and Papa were coming to town along with their aunts and uncles to spend Easter Day with them. The Hicks would join them, and this year, the Thompsons would also be part of the celebration of Resurrection Sunday. Uncle Stephen, their grandpa's brother, would join them too. They hadn't seen Uncle Stephen for about a year and a half. The last time he'd come, he'd done some magic tricks and card tricks which kept Pearson and Penelope intrigued. Uncle Stephen was always so entertaining and fun. But what was sad about Uncle Stephen is that he had no interest in spiritual things. In fact, he often mocked the sacred and holy. The Peters frequently prayed for his salvation. They didn't want him to spend eternity in hell, the horrid destiny of those who don't accept Jesus by faith. Mama Peters was somewhat unsettled by the idea of Uncle Stephen coming for Easter. He'd made it clear what he thought about their religion, as he called it and he wanted nothing to do with it. While she and Daddy Peters wanted to host the family for Easter, they were hoping that Uncle Stephen wouldn't be a huge disruption. But today was Good Friday, and lots had to be done before Sunday. The Peters would attend the Good Friday service at church. But Mama Peters had a long list of chores that needed to be finished before they left for church that evening. Pearson! Penelope! Patience! and Priscilla! We need to get this place finished up. We still have much to do. Mama Peters yelled upstairs. All four of the kids made their way down the stairs quickly, still energized to help with preparations. Helping was always made easier by the prospect of celebration. So it was with joy that Penelope prepared the resurrection roll dough while Pearson scrubbed the bathroom floors and toilets. No amount of work was going to put a damper on Easter. Penelope began chattering with Mama Peters. Mama Peters, I just love Easter! I think maybe it's my favorite holiday. I mean, there's Christmas, which is really great. And I, I love all things Christmas, for sure, the snow, the cold, the decorations they're the best, and of course, it feels so special waking up on christmas morning and and you know what I love the play at church, but I also love Thanksgiving because it's a great it's a great holiday too. I love the smells of the spice pumpkin pumpkin candles. I, I love the smell of cinnamon and the yummy pumpkin spice bars. I, I love that we have so many people come, and I love saying all the stuff we're thankful for, cause there's always a lot of stuff. I thought it was especially hilarious when the twins said that they were thankful what they were thankful for this year. It was so cute when they said that they were thankful for de word and Jesus. I love how they said the Lord. Mama Peters, who was slicing and chopping vegetables and separating them into containers, was having a hard time following all of what Penelope was saying. She could feel herself growing stressed and anxious. Hey, Pen, I'm happy to listen, but could you slow your roll? Oh, of course, Mama Peters. Uh, I'll try. Maybe my favorite food holiday is Thanksgiving because the deep fried turkey this year, it was the best. And Daddy Peters was the one in charge of it. He'd never even made a turkey before. And it turned out to be so delicious. And I also love the ham because it's so, so yummy. Pearson, he likes ham way better than turkey. And I kind of agreed with him until this year. And now I, I think I love deep fried turkey the best. But, but there's nothing better than your rolls, Mama Peters. Mmm, yum! Well, Penelope, speaking of rolls, please concentrate on making the dough. I don't want you to miss a step, Mama Peters interjected. Mama Peters, I know resurrection rolls, the the recipe like the back of my hand. I love making them. I'm pretty sure I've added all the ingredients, and now it's time to knead. But what's your favorite holiday, Mama Peters? Do you like Christmas with all the lights and snow and the gifts and the smells? Or do you like Thanksgiving with... Nellie? Mama Peters cut Penelope off, this time trying hard not to sound harsh. I think it's time to go work on something else. I can't really zero in on what you're saying right now. I know you're excited, but I have an awful lot still to do. Would you please go dust all the furniture in the living room and dining room? Mama Peters was obviously successful in her attempts to put off any anger. Penelope didn't even notice and turned to walk toward the living room. A few minutes later, Mama Peters walked out of the kitchen and started up the stairs. I'm going to take the twins to the bathroom really quickly. Can you please make sure to dust well, Penelope? I don't have time to redust everything when you're done. As it is now, I could write my name in the dust on the piano. Mama Peters sounded slightly annoyed. Penelope was puzzled and slightly hurt by Mama Peters' tone. But she resolved to do her best dusting job. She wouldn't let her joy over Easter be affected one iota. Within moments, however, Mama Peters yelled down the stairs, Pearson! Penelope! Please come upstairs. Pearson dashed from the living room, nearly running into Penelope, who was heading upstairs as well. A look of concern crossed both of their faces. Mama Peters' voice sounded like they were in trouble, so neither one of them wanted to delay their arrival. They scurried up the stairs and made it to the landing where Mama Peters met them. Pearson Peters, you were supposed to have cleaned that bathroom, Mama Peters said. Mama Peters, I did clean it, Pearson responded. Yes, but you left the cleaning supplies out and the rags on the floor. Oh, is that all? Pearson asked. Is that all? Pearson, when you don't finish the job, then I have to, and that isn't something I have time for today. Penelope, I just remembered that you didn't finish the resurrection rolls either. You were supposed to put them in a covered bowl. Why didn't you finish them? Penelope looked bewildered. Because, Mama Peters, you sent me out of the kitchen. Oh, yes, that's right. Okay, please go finish the rolls. Pearson, please go finish the bathrooms. Girls, I need to put you to bed. Mama Peters took the girls and began to quickly walk down the hallway. Pearson and Penelope turned and headed toward their chores. But they didn't get very far before Mama Peters stopped them. Pearson! Penelope! Please come here. Mama Peters beckoned them to come to her. She walked over with the twins. I'm doing it again. I'm preparing so much for Easter that I've not been preparing my heart. I've been cleaning and cooking and thinking about all the things that should make Easter special and reflective that I allowed my heart to get worked up and anxious and concerned with every little detail, except for the most important detail, preparing my heart for worship. Pearson, you did forget the rags, but I know it wasn't intentional. It's a good thing, too, because those rags brought to mind Isaiah 64, 6, where in some Bible versions it says that our righteousness is like filthy rags. I've acted unbecomingly. My sins are revolting. Penelope, you didn't do anything wrong. I had you going from job to job. And Pearson, you did a great job on the bathroom. I wanted the food and decorating to look flawless. And I wanted the house to look spotless and pristine. I was doing it all in my own strength to elevate me. It was coming from a heart of anxiety rather than a heart concentrating on the true King of Kings who died for the sins of those who believe and rose again. And to be completely honest, I think I've been worried about Uncle Stephen coming for Easter. We all love him and enjoy his fun ways, but the thought of his constant mockery of the Bible and of Jesus just sets my teeth on edge. I think I've been concerned about how our other guests will react to someone who thinks it's funny to make up songs about the Easter Bunny when we want the emphasis to be on Christ's death and resurrection. That isn't to say that we can't enjoy chocolates and Easter eggs, but that shouldn't be our focal point. I've allowed my thoughts to center around how Uncle Stephen might act and how it will affect our day when my attention should be on Jesus, who was mocked mercilessly. He who hadn't done anything wrong was crucified. If Uncle Stephen makes fun of us, it's nothing compared to how Jesus was mocked. He was ridiculed and slapped and spit on And Pilate even said that he could find no wrong in Jesus. But he gave in to the jeering mob who were yelling, Crucify him! Pilate couldn't point to anything that Jesus had done wrong, so he told the mockers that he would release Jesus. But he said that before he released Jesus, he would have him beaten. Can you imagine? The perfect Son of God was to be beaten for doing nothing wrong, just to assuage the bloodthirsty crowd. Of course, Pilate didn't release him but instead gave in to the wishes of the throngs who were yelling for Jesus' death. In Psalm 22, it said a band of evildoers had encompassed Jesus, and they pierced his hands and his feet. And I think of Isaiah 50. Mama Peter's pulled out her phone to read the verse to Pearson and Penelope. Verse 5 says, I gave my back to those who strike me, and my cheeks to those who pluck out the beard. I did not cover my face from humiliation and spitting. Not only did those evildoers surround him, but Jesus willingly gave himself up for them. He was scourged. He was beaten to a pulp. He had blood pouring out of him from all the wounds. The crown of thorns was crushed on his head, and his body was a bloody mess. And then a couple chapters over from Isaiah 50 to Isaiah 52, it says that Jesus' appearance was marred more than any other man And he was so disfigured by the lashes that he was unrecognizable as a man. And when I think about all that Jesus went through, and how I've been impatient and ill tempered about how I wanted things just so for this Sunday, and being preoccupied with Uncle Stephen's coming, and of his constant ridiculing of our faith in Jesus, and thinking more about how it will affect my day, I've neglected to remember the incessant mockery of the crowd who called for Jesus' crucifixion. I've been focused on my own discomfort without even realizing it. I'm so embarrassed that I've let these little things rule my day. Think of Jesus. He was stripped of his clothes naked in front of everyone. He was made a spectacle. And and they, the crowd fashioned a crown out of thorns and dressed him in a purple robe. And they mocked him and made fun of him. It was their version of a king, all while the multitude of people were laughing and yelling. And he endured all of that and gave himself up as a sacrifice for sinners who believe in Jesus. I am so sorry, Penelope and Pearson, for making Easter Sunday about me and forgetting all that Jesus went through for those who believe. Will both of you please forgive my impatience and for treating you unfairly? Oh, Mama Peters, of course we forgive you. And we love you, too. Pearson said as both he and Penelope threw their arms around Mama Peter's and hugged her tightly. I knew you would. Thank you so much. I love both of you. Now let's continue our preparations. I must remember that it's not all about the externals. I think it will help to bust out the hymns and praise music. And so that's what Mama Peter's did. And before long, the Peters were belting out, up from the grave he arose, as they continued their joyful preparations for Easter Sunday. Good Friday was good, because it was the day that commemorated the death of Jesus that would bring life to them. They knew their sins had been paid for, and they could exult in the risen Savior. They could rejoice, too, no matter how Uncle Stephen acted, because God had raised Jesus from the dead. This is Grandma's Corner. As was mentioned in this week's story, the focus of Easter is the death and resurrection of Jesus. While nothing should distract our minds and our hearts from the glorious truth that God raised Jesus from the dead, often families will gather after church, eat together, and play games and maybe celebrate by way of an Easter egg hunt or some other activity. We know that not all believers celebrate in the same manner, but we see this as a matter of Christian liberty and the heart. This week, Toby, one of our grandsons who turns 13 at the end of the year, tells how he and his younger brother and sister have celebrated Easter many times in the past. He and his family moved out of state from California about one and a half years ago. On their mom's side of the family, they are blessed to have not only grandparents, but great-grandparents. Their great-grandpa pastors a small, close-knit church in the Central Valley where Toby and his siblings will attend this year's Easter Sunday when they fly to visit their grandparents for Easter. Listen now as Toby shares some of the traditions of their Easter celebration in a short talk with his dad, who is our son.
1: So today we wanted to share some stories about Easter and you had some good memories. Tell us about some of the Easter's you've celebrated.
2: Well, so the Easter we celebrated, we go to our grandparents' church in California And I remember, on Easter, how I used to sing up on stage in their church with my dad, and we used to sing songs like How Great Thou Art, The Precious Blood of Jesus, and a couple others.
1: Are you celebrating anything special on that day?
2: Well, yes, in fact. We are singing for Jesus, because Easter is the day Jesus rose from the grave. He was resurrected, and he can never die again.
1: Absolutely. Did you guys do anything else?
2: We did Easter egg hunts. Our grandparents' church is is a little different with Easter egg hunts. Instead of candy, they usually put money in there.
1: Wow, nice.
2: Yeah, I got a couple and so did my little sister. And my brother got, I think it was an egg that was like, uh, maybe it was like the color orange or something. And it had like $10 inside.
1: Wow, that's that's a lot of money. You can buy a lot of Easter treats. Did you guys do anything else on those days?
2: Yes, in fact. I think it was after the Easter egg hunt, we did cakewalks. Cakewalks are just these little games that we do every year where there's like a circle in the, with like squares and then in each square it has a number on it. So... So the person plays the music, and then whatever number we stop on, the I think they had like a little bowl or something, and then they drew the number. And then whatever number they drew, I think they actually drew two per one. So I think two people won a prize, and then they kept doing more rounds.
1: So to wrap up, we know that you sang on stage with your dad and sang some songs to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Do you have any favorite Bible verses you'd like to share?
2: Yes one in particular, so it is in, this is in Matthew twenty eight nineteen and 20. It says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age.
1: Yeah, that's what you mentioned before, how Jesus died and rose again. And even though he's in heaven, he is with us always. That's wonderful. Toby, thank you so much for sharing.
0: Bye, everybody. The Lord willing, we'll be back in two weeks on April 24th with a new story about the Peters family. Happy Easter, everyone. Bye for now.